Since you enjoy this show, I thought I'd throw out there another podcast you might like. It's a show about the intersection of design, technology, and the creative process. It's the Design Better podcast. And in each episode, hosts Eli Woolery and Aaron Walter bring you conversations with inspiring creative thinkers like John Cleese and David Sedaris, people who bring design and technology together like Tony Fadal, co-inventor of the iPhone and the iPod. So far, some standout episodes for me have been when they talk to John Cleese of Monty Python about creativity. That is one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite people. Then also one of my favorite musicians, Tycho, about his creative process. And they talk with Seth Godin about how creativity is an act of generosity. I've always been fascinated by design, the creativity behind it, the implementation of it, both to improve our lives from a functionality and user interface standpoint, also from an artful bringing beauty into the world approach. So whether you're a design curious person like me or a design pro, Design Better is a great listen that inspires and informs. Subscribe to the Design Better podcast at designbetterpodcast.com or in your favorite podcast app like the one you're using right now. Hello, I'm Eric Fisher, host of Beyond the To-Do List. This is another bonus episode, a shortcast. Shortcasts are something that I've partnered with Blinkist on for over a year now, and they are 10 to 15 minute versions of a podcast where you get the core takeaways. This episode is all about conquering distractions that get us off course when we're trying to focus and get work done, and is created from my episode with Nir Eyal, the author of Indistractable. I know you're going to love it, and if you're interested, you can listen to all the rest of the shortcasts of Beyond the To-Do List for free by going to Blinkist.com slash friends and entering the code BEYOND for 14 days of Blinkist for free. Again, you can check out all the shortcast episodes of Beyond the To-Do List. Just go to Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash friends and use the code BEYOND and that'll get you 14 days of Blinkist for free. Enjoy! Hello, I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and welcome to the shortcast of Beyond the To-Do List. In this shortcast, you'll gain insights from real people on productivity strategies that will allow you to lead a more meaningful life. The average day can see us bombarded with choice and stimulation. It could be notifications on our phones, emails from colleagues, or just social media noise. Distraction in all its forms can stop you from reaching your personal and professional goals and leave you feeling less focused and unmotivated. When we're distracted, feelings of shame and embarrassment can develop over all those things you're not able to do. Oh, you see, I'm so lazy. Why can't I get these things done? What's wrong with me? I must have an addictive personality. I must have a short attention span. And we beat ourselves up in this way that ironically, get this, sends us down this vicious loop of shame. I constantly find distractions because I hadn't dealt with the root cause of the problem. In his best-selling book, Indistractable, How to Control Your Attention and Choose Your Life, author and lecturer Nir Eyal lays out ways you can control your time and attention, helping you live the life you really want. Nir doesn't want you to swear off all technology, as he views abstinence as impractical, and the reality is that distraction is an age-old problem. But in reality, this is just the latest version of a new medium uh, that has has uh, causes distraction today. But let, let's be honest with each other here. If if Facebook shut down tomorrow, 
if Zuckerberg says, you know what, I'm sick of this. I'm, I'm closing down Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. I'm done. Do we really think people would stop getting distracted? Do we really think we'd start reading Shakespeare and Chaucer in our spare time? Of course not. People have always been distracted. And they always will be distracted unless they know why they get distracted. Getting to the root cause of distraction involves looking at what triggers the response in us and avoiding easy fixes such as don't check social media. In this shortcast, we look at the hidden psychology that drives us to distraction, plus the highly effective 10-minute rule. And we'll delve deeper into the psychology that underpins our choices. As simply speaking, we can't stop getting distracted until we understand why. And it turns out to answer this question of why do we do things against our better interest, we have to start with the real basic question of why do we do anything? And if you ask folks, what is the nature of human motivation? Why do we do what we do? Most people, after a little bit of thought, will come up with some answer that sounds basically like carrots and sticks, right? That uh, everything we do is about the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain. This is called Freud's pleasure principle. Unfortunately, it's not true. That neurologically speaking, we don't do things for the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain. But in fact, from a neurological basis, it's pain all the way down. Everything you do is about a desire to escape discomfort, even the pursuit of pleasure. So when you want something, crave it, desire it, there's a reason we say love hurts because neurologically speaking, that's exactly what's going on. The brain gets us to act by making us feel something that action will stop that bad feeling. So when you feel cold, that's not comfortable, you put on a jacket. If you go back inside, now you're hot, you take it off. If you are hungry, you feel hunger pangs, you eat. And when you're stuffed, oh, that doesn't feel good, you stop eating. So that's physiological sensations. This is called the homeostatic response. The same truth hold is constant when it comes to psychological sensations. So if you're lonely, check Facebook. If you're uncertain, you Google. If you're bored, you check Reddit, stock prices, ESPN, lots of these things cure this uh, uncomfortable sensation of boredom. So if we can agree that all human behavior is spurred by a desire to escape discomfort, listen carefully, that means that time management is pain management. Because you can use every life hack and every technique in the world about how to be more productive, but if you don't understand this truth that time management is pain management, you are never going to be able to control your attention and choose your life. We have to start by learning tactics to cope with discomfort in order to do what it is we say we're going to do. So it turns out that often when we think we're distracted, we're looking for ways to escape discomfort. The next step Nier tells us about is what triggers this behavior. Because if you can start to identify those internal drivers of your behavior, then you can take steps to manage them. One simple technique that Nier outlines is a way to overcome these sensations in just 10 minutes. Right. If you still have these negative sensations, which you definitely will, we all feel boredom and stress, fatigue, uncertainty, loneliness. We all feel that stuff. What you want to do is to start by reimagining the trigger and you want to look at that at that trigger in a new way. Instead of dealing with that trigger with contempt, this is what most people do, certainly what I used to do, of beating yourself up, of telling yourself that somehow you're deficient. You want to explore that trigger with curiosity and Psychologists tell us that simply noting that sensation is the first step to gaining agency and control over it, that just writing it down empowers you. So uh, there I go. I'm reaching for my cell phone because this task is boring. 
Okay. By simply writing down that sensation, that's the first step. Then what you want to do, and there's many, many techniques I describe. One of my favorites is called the 10 minute rule. And you tell yourself you can give in to distraction, any distraction you want in 10 minutes, because it turns out that that strict abstinence can actually backfire. This is called the white bear effect. So if I tell you, don't think of a white bear, what are you going to think about? Nothing but a white bear. I already have it in my head. There you go, right? And so this is why abstinence is, is it can actually backfire. And we see this with smokers. You know, there's a lot of, uh, of of research that shows that okay, nicotine is addictive, but it turns out that what's really even more addictive is this cycle of rumination that people go through when they tell themselves, "Don't smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke." Okay, okay, fine, I'll smoke. I can't resist it anymore. And it's kind of like when you pull a rubber band really tight and then you let go. The rubber band doesn't start from where you you start to pull it. No, no, no. It ricochets out and you know it goes way far beyond so when we tell ourselves don't 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 don't, okay fine that relief of discomfort again all human behaviors is driven by a desire to escape discomfort so the relief of discomfort of telling yourself don't actually feels good and the brain begins to associate the way i feel good is by giving in and so we don't we we want to we don't want to go down that path. We don't want strict abstinence when it comes to distraction because when we give in what we're telling our we're reinforcing that cycle. So here's what we want to do instead. I will tell my my phone, I'll say set a timer for 10 minutes when I'm when I feel myself about to get distracted and I say, "Okay, I can give into that distraction. I can check email, I can go on Reddit, I can do whatever the thing that I want to do. I eat that piece of chocolate cake in 10 minutes." And in that 10 minutes, I have two choices. I can either get back to the task at hand Or I have to feel that sensation with curiosity rather than contempt. And you would be amazed how in just 10 minutes of doing what psychologists call surfing the urge, just feel that sensation for 10 minutes. You don't even have to do with your eyes closed so you don't look weird when you're in the office. You can just sit there and just just be with that sensation. For most people, nine times out of 10, you won't get to that 10 minutes. You After minute two, three, four, you say, okay. I'm good. I get it. I was bored. This was difficult. Now let's get back to the task at hand. So that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's a dozen other techniques that I could share, but we don't have time for all of them. That's a big one when it comes to mastering these internal triggers. Rewiring our responses to distraction means changing our underlying attitudes. Focusing on the task at hand means not beating yourself up when you get distracted. Instead, you can embrace the difficulty of a task or use it as a chance to do things better. Nir doesn't want you to change your entire being. Instead, he wants you to push yourself further and regain control. And so my goal, I'm not going to tell anybody how to live. If you want to play video games, if you want to watch YouTube videos, I don't care. What I want you to do is to live according to your values. I want you to do whatever it is that you say is important to you. That's what I want to help you get done. What people who get distracted with the way I used to operate was as soon as I would feel something I didn't want to feel, boom, I would jump into whatever that thing that was that would relieve the discomfort that I didn't want to face. So I would, you know, click onto some other website or some other task or whatever to take me out of the pain I was in psychologically. Um, but of course, we can use that for good by changing the narrative, by talking to ourselves in a different way. So instead of saying, oh, you see, I'm so lazy. Here I go again, getting distracted. Instead, what we can say is, hmm, okay, this task is difficult. Well, you know, difficulty is part of the process of getting better. And that can drive us to be better at that task. Okay, this is normal. This is what I'm supposed to be feeling when I'm stretching myself, when I'm pushing myself beyond my capabilities. This is exactly why uh, we form addictions to all kinds of weird things. Uh, you know, if you if you actually sit 
and and smell a cigarette, even if you're a smoker, you know, they've done these experiments where they ask smokers to just be thoughtful about the experience of smoking. And it turns out that most smokers, when they actually sit and and inhale the 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 scent of the tobacco burning, they're like, this is gross. <laughs> this <laughs> smells awful. It does smell awful. Yeah. They've just formed a positive association with the behavior. And so now not doing it really, really hurts. And the only way to stop that discomfort is to give into it. And so in our own lives as well, I mean, very few of us are actually addicted and we should stop calling ourselves as such. But the same underlying mechanic of of associating a behavior with the, its ability to stop discomfort is is this truism that we should we should uh, learn and, and utilize in our lives. And now you can for the first time say, ah, now I know why I get distracted and I can do something about it. You know, there's that quote that insanity is defined as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. This is what my life was like. Every day, half my to-do list got recycled to the next day and the next day and the next day because I kept getting distracted by doing other stuff. Well, now I can look at that and say, ah, now I know why I got distracted and I don't keep getting distracted by the same stupid thing every day. Distraction can sometimes feel like something hardwired. But the exciting thing about Nears Ideas is that with some small adjustments, we can increase our levels of focus and productivity. By rewriting our response to these internal triggers, we can follow through on our best intentions and get results. If you enjoyed this short cast, do check out my other episodes of Beyond the To-Do List, such as my conversation with James Clear on why adopting small habits can lead to big improvements over time. I'm Eric Fisher, and thanks for listening to this short cast of Beyond the To-Do List. Hey, thanks for listening to the end. If you're looking for a show to start helping you apply these productivity lessons on your business, check out Millionaire University. It's real lessons from real entrepreneurs teaching you what you need to know to improve your business or start one if you've been putting it off. It covers all aspects of business from starting, marketing, growing, managing, and everything in between, wearing all the hats. And as an added bonus, I am conducting a number of those conversations, those interviews, so you'll fit right in. Again, that's Millionaire University. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.